Miracy. And for me personally, changemaker has been one of those words that has really helped my clients understand that, yes, I can help change them and what's most important to them, but we can also start a ripple effect out into the world. Hello, I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called The Coaches Console, and we're proud to have helped more than 70,000 coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where we answer burning questions that newer coaches would love to ask a more experienced coach. As coaches, we help and guide our clients to experience change and transformation. Together, we're identifying a specific problem or opportunity to tackle and to do something about it. And we keep going at it until the change is there. Now, I'm going to talk to someone that is passionate about human potential and who believes that coaches need to become and actually are change makers in the world. Today, I've invited Jane Warlow to the conversation. Jane is one of the world's most exclusive business coaches, and her clients are by invitation and referral only. She helps coaches fulfill their potential by building their businesses in a purpose-driven and profitable way so they can make a meaningful difference in the world. Welcome, Jane. Oh, Melinda, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. You know, before we dive in, would you mind sharing a little bit of your background with our listeners? Sure. I've been in the coaching and change and consulting industry now for almost three decades. And through that time, I've seen an awful lot of changes. And I started my career as a coach and consultant, even before in the UK, we called it coaching. It was one-on-one facilitation. And I started off working for a global consultancy, then for a university in the UK. And I set up my own consultancy company in 1996 and started working with a lot of organizations um, in leadership development, mainly through London and then through Europe, and then found myself in the global space and was one of the few women to be there working with leaders and coaching them. And I think for me, I started off as a trainer. And when I found coaching, I couldn't believe how powerful a methodology it was for really implementing not just short-term changes, but long-term sustainable change. And that's what really fires me up. And so I started my first business in 96, took it to multi-million dollars. And then in 2001, I gave birth to my youngest child, Jacob. And during that time, during that birth, I suffered a, a major medical injury. And what was really kind of interesting when I look back now with hindsight on that time is that this was a pivotal moment in my professional career as well, because actually I was misdiagnosed. Um, I won't go into all the details, but I ended up with a terminal diagnosis. And from that, two of my worlds came together. So my business world, my strategy, everything I'd learned at business school kind of came in with my energy, my spiritual path and my energy medicine and all the work that I knew there including oriental medicine. And when I came back to life um, after it was, I think it was three or four years that was actually bedridden and had numerous surgeries and nothing works, finally had the terminal diagnosis. And when I came back to life and came back to my work, it was kind of like walking into the living dead. And I realized that the corporate world had 
very little energy within it. It was almost like it had lost its soul. And so I had to kind of merge my two worlds together. That was kind of the genesis of me starting to think about coaching and the role it could play in our evolution as humans. Because as coaches, we are throughout all of society. And that's when I started working with coaches in the early 2000s, teaching them some of the methodologies, some of the energy work, and, and my body of resonance began to develop and grow. And it's through Coaches Business School also about a conscious kind of approach to business. And I've mapped consciousness through my resonance tools and techniques into business, into leadership, and now I'm teaching it to coaches too, which I just love. But I think these times particularly, there's an appetite now for this work because we're all searching for more meaning. Business has become a waste ground of the soul and it's time that we reimagined it and really use it as a lever for change. And that's the role I think coaches can really lead with. Wow. Like mic drop <laughs> right there. That was amazing. Especially that last part. That was a bold statement. Business. Yeah. What my brain inserted was the corporate world, because that's my background before I came into coaching. And you said business has become a waste ground. And now is the time where we need to transform because it's not working anymore. You know, I used to work with leaders, Melinda, because I felt that they would be the people who could really kind of evolve our world, really, because I do believe business is the biggest lever for change we have. Because of course, they employ most of us, you know, that's where most employees live their lives. But more recently, I think it was the Dalai Lama, actually, that talked about small business and particularly women as being real change makers for the evolution of humanity. And now I've kind of shifted my focus away from big business because it takes so long sometimes for large corporations to shift what they're doing because the systems, it's almost like being encased in systems that are for a different time. And when I work with entrepreneurs and particularly when I work with coaches, we can change on a dime. We can make a decision and we can change our business. And I now see small business really kind of coming to the fore as technologies leveled the playing field, as you know. And mm -hmm. so now I am so excited to be working with coaches in this space to really help us bring forward the changes that business needs at all levels of business, from the large global corporations right the way through to the small solopreneurs, and start to expand our horizons for change and ask those questions, you know, like, how can we do better business and build a better world through that business? How can we do well and do good? And these are all the kind of explorations now that I've been researching and really teaching for a number of years now. And it changes everything. It really does. <laughs> it really does. But you know, that's something that we do share in common. When I was writing my book last year, The Confident Coach, it's one of the things I kept finding myself saying over and over, when we build a better business, we can be a better coach. Yeah. And those things go hand in hand because like you said, the lever for change, right? Now you said that phrase and I said it in the intro and I just want to come back and visit this for a second. Um, that word change maker, I hear a lot of coaches, especially in the last two years, I, I heard it sprinkled in over a lot of years, but it's really accelerated the past two years. Uh, talk about what is a change maker? How do you define that or how do you see that? Well, I think one of the first distinctions I'd like to talk about in terms of change maker and it is really the fact that we're not just doing change for the short term. 
So as coaches, you know, we work very much with our clients. And one of the things I think about now when I look back on my career is, yes, I've been in this industry for 30 years, but I've worked mainly in what I now think of as the I, me, mind space, meaning that I've helped my clients with their leadership, with their business, with their teams, with their departments, with their organizations. And occasionally I've worked with governments and their nations. And I see that as the I, me, mind space. And kind of what has frustrated me a little bit when I look back on my own career is the fact that I can count on one hand the amount of time I've expanded the conversation into what does the world need from you now? Like, what's the legacy? What's the deeper purpose in the work that you're doing? What's the deeper purpose in why you exist as a business? What is this really about for you? And so this distinction of going from the short term to the long term, I'm actually meaning not just our own individual lifetimes here. Like, will you be a good ancestor? How is what we're doing today going to go down in history? How are people in the future that come after us going to look back on these times and kind of say whether we helped support a good direction for the world and for humans or whether we actually, you know, were part of the problem? And I think it's this expanded awareness going from the short term to the long term. It starts to bring in things like not just profit, because profit isn't wrong. We need profit to survive. But how do we take it in a purpose driven way? Is that something that is not just sustainable, but is it regenerative? Because we all know we've done a lot of damage to our planet. We've done a lot of damage to different people as well around the world. So I think things like leadership and business today needs to be aware of this. And so I think that's our responsibility now. And it's certainly what we're facing with climate change and all the weather atrocities that we're starting to see now. You don't have to go very far to see the negative impact that business has made. And so what are we going to do about it? And there's a, a great question from a guy called Drew Dellinger that I was recently introduced to. And I love this question. And it's just simply this. What did you do once you knew? So once you know that the world needs your work as a coach, that you have the potential and the skills to guide change, not just for your clients in the I, me, mine, but also in the collective we, humanity and evolution space, what will you do differently? I love that. And it takes me back to the very beginning when I started, I was like, oh my gosh, I have found my people. They're speaking my language. This, it was so incredible to meet a collective group that was on this same path. And both of the questions that you've asked are really profound. The one you asked just a few moments ago, what does the world need from you now? I was thinking back to that and it was more about what is my contribution? What's my mission? What's my purpose? And I think about all those coaches that I've helped, like with their website or their branding or their messaging or their market, all this. And all those years, the early years, it was all about that. What's my mission? And so I love how you've switched that what does the world need from me now? And it's like, whoa, let me check in because I've been giving to the world based on what I know and feel I need. And I'm called to give and share and contribute. But have we ever stopped to ask that question? What does the world need from me now? And just to pause and live into that question, that goes to that collective, you described it as the we humanity. 
and uh, moving into that. Now, let's paint a picture because a lot of our listeners, they're newer coaches or they're early in their business in the first few years. And let's say that there's that coach, they're ready to start their own coaching business, but they also want to become a change maker. Like that's important. It's not just an either or, but they're like, let's do it this way. And the way that you describe, where do they start? Like what, how does that coach then proceed? It's a really interesting question because if we think about what the business world very often tells us, it's all about, okay, get your website, get your branding done, get your business cards printed, you know, all these things that are outside of the self. And I'm a true believer in business from the inside out. So I don't want these new coaches to have to feel like they're bending themselves like a pretzel to fit into who they think they should be in terms of a coach and who they think they should be in terms of their business. So the starting place actually lies deep within. And as coaches, we know the power of a question. Like you just pulled out there from what I was talking about, Melinda. It's kind of the mark of a phenomenal coach to really think about what are the questions I'm asking myself right at the very beginning. You could say, well, what do I want to do, right? I'm a coach now. I've got these skills. Who do I want to work with? What do I want to do? And that's got a level of vibration with that. Now, if we elevate that vibration, we can get to a different kind of question that's kind of asking the same thing, but it's what is my purpose in the world, right? And then we can elevate again and we can say, what does my soul want from my coaching? Like what wants to be expressed through me now that I have these new skills? And who can I help most with whatever it is that emerges from those questions? So for me, it starts with reconnecting at a deeper level with yourself inside. And a lot of coach training schools do a really great job of helping people go inside and reconnect to what matters most. And for me, that's where everything begins because you can't start to think about branding or website or like the clients you want to work with until you know what is the business that's going to work for you, the one that's going to create the impact. Because I've never met a coach yet that hasn't told me that the reason they came into our profession is because they want to make a difference in the lives of others. That's what's driving most coaches. Now, when we talk about Changemaker, how do we awaken the Changemaker within? Like, how can coaches actively do this? Is it something that they consciously do or that they're already thinking of? Or how, do, how, does, how does that happen? Hmm. So awaking the change maker within is really about, I think, expanding your awareness of what's possible for you, of what lies in the potential field for you. And so in a very tactical way, it, it's, it's really the journey to resonance, which is just a very simple four-step process. And it starts with awareness. And then secondly, and when I say awareness, I'm not just saying like, do you know who you are? Have you done some kind of psychometrics? Do you have a sense of your own personality? That's part of it. But I'm really talking physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. Do you know what's going on in your own kind of energy field? Do you have a sense of what's going on in your body and, and how things like affect you and impact you? Are you aware of that? Because the second step in the phase is really understanding like attunement. When I say something or I put a message on my website, am I actually embodying it? Am I living into it? Am I being who I want to be, not just doing what I want to do here as a coach? 
And so that's the alignment phase. And both of those are internal. And then we move into the external world. And then it's like, well, how am I attuning to the people that I want to work with? And even in the relationship with my business, I mean, what's that like? What's happening in the space in between me and my business? And really understand that as a change maker, not just as a coach, but as a change maker, I'm really here to serve my clients in maybe bigger and deeper ways than I might have first imagined as a coach. So then we move from there into integration. And that's really the embodiment of our message, of our work as coaches. It's really living into what matters most. And that's where everything really coalesces, it, for me anyway, in this idea of change maker and not just coach. And I do think in the coaching industry, there's a lot of confusion in the marketplace about what coaches do and don't do. So how can I really communicate what I do? And for me personally, change maker has been one of those words that has really helped my clients understand that, yes, I can help change them and what's most important to them, but we can also start a ripple effect out into the world. And so this idea of change maker is really about, okay, how can we do good as well as do well? And how can we really embrace that? And for me, that's a commitment. That's a commitment I've made to myself and to my own life and my own business. And I think it's a commitment. It's not right for every coach, but it's right for enough of us that we can make a significant difference. So it's just a question. Ask yourself, what, is, what resonates more for you at an identity level? Coach or coach and change maker? Because <laughs> I don't believe you negate the coach by being the change maker. I actually believe it's a transcendent term that's a little bit more expansive than coach. And just kind of evolving with the way the industry is evolving, evolving with the way the market and the buyers are evolving, because the everyday buyer in today's world, they're no longer saying, well, why coaching? What is coaching? How does it work? Like they know it. They know it works. They know a lot of coaches that could support them, but now they're saying, why you? And what I love about this is that the authenticity, the consciousness is coming out, the awareness is coming out so that you can answer that question that they're asking. This is why me. And now you know if we're aligned or not, and you have that understanding, Mr. Buyer or Miss Buyer, and then there's the relationship that can be formed or not, but there's that clarity that can be had. Yeah. And here's another thing that I think is a distinction for me, particularly in business and executive coaching, about the difference between coach and change maker for me. Because change maker feels more expansive, as I've said, but I'm not interested in just being a business or an executive coach anymore. I don't just want to help anybody just get richer or just chase the money or make, help the wealthy get more wealthy. I'm interested in changes that really benefit all of us, changes that resonate for us all this inclusivity that we're starting to bring into a lot of organizational life as coaches, diversity and inclusion, all these things, social impact, all these things. And so for me, when I start thinking about myself as a coach, I think, well, I can just work with my clients in what it is they want. And we all know when we start working as coaches, we sometimes market one thing and we definitely deliver what our clients want but we also give them what they really need, which is not always in their awareness when we start working with them. And so for me, it's bringing that front and center and saying, I'm not willing anymore to work with people who are just chasing the money. I want to work with only people who want to make a positive impact in our world. And that for me is not always kind of encased in the coach, 
but it's definitely there when I transcend coach into change maker and I say, yes, this is my work and this is very important for me. And like I say, it's different for everyone, but yeah, that's my kind of take on it. It's just really occurring to me as you're describing this and correct me if I'm wrong, but when somebody's focusing on the external drivers only, uh, which sometimes our fear can take us there and keep us there, but when they're focused on the external drivers, like I need to make this money or whatever that is for somebody, that when you say be okay not hiring them or be okay firing them, they panic. When they remember what's true within and that alignment and they're more committed to that, it's easier to say, oh yes, I only want to work with these kinds of people. Now it's the soul driving the conversation instead of the fear driving the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. What's great is for those people that are saying, oh, well, I need to earn money. And loads of global corporations are still kind of tethered to stakeholders and everything. And it's the same for us in our small businesses. You know, we need to make money so we can continue to get our coaching out into the world. But what's really, really fascinating is the data starting to come in now. And we now know that when we take this deeper soul transformational approach to business, it's unusual in today's world. So we do stand out, but not only that, outperform businesses that are not purpose and soul driven by 14 to 1. That's what the data is showing. It's not 2 to 1 or 3 to 1. It's 14 to 1. So your bottom line actually does a lot better because you become very magnetic in your messaging. You're taking a bold stand. You're not just working because somebody's going to pay you some money to do something. You're not prostituting yourself anymore. You're actually taking a stand for what matters most to you. And whenever we come across that, that means people don't just hear what you say. They feel you. And that means you have the ability to move people. And that means to them, you're a phenomenal coach and they want to work with you. So they come. And they feel safe around you. Now, I want to ask something. Early in the uh, conversation, as you were telling a little bit about who you were, you talked about kind of the spiritual experience that you have. What's the role in spirit in all of this? Oh, I think it's huge now for me in my life. I started off with a career, then I got a business, then I got a purpose-driven business, and now I have a calling, <laughs> right? And so I think that's probably the best way of answering the question because for me now, business is, I've kind of gone beyond my intellectual headspace. And what I mean by that is I'm not just working with what I know. And I think this is so important in today's kind of uncertain marketplace where we're all having to lead through uncertainty, right? So I now, um, in my leadership of my own business, I'm following the energy. I'm following where the work wants to go. I'm following where it wants to take me. I'm listening deeply to what wants to emerge through me. That's a very different way from when I started out in 1996 when I thought, okay, I'm going to start a business and I need to get a book on how to start a business. And then I need to follow this recipe and get it set up legally. And, you know, even back then get a website and all these different things. Well, I don't believe that's the way of business now. I think it's still very alive in our marketplace today, but the early adopters are starting to really listen deeply to this kind of what I call the dance of leadership. It's not just about stepping forward and guiding other people through your leadership of your business and your coaching. 
it's also about listening deeply and being receptive to what wants to emerge through you. And I'm not just talking about listening deeply to your clients, which of course is very important, listening to the marketplace, to the things that are happening in and around you, but also to your soul. Because, you know, in terms of the spirit and the soul of business, I think it's time we we kind of reintroduce the humanity back into business. We're all kind of thinking about business still, like Fredrickson when he started to bring in the industrial age and the age of the machine and you know, we can just keep putting inputs in and keep getting more and more outputs. And what we really want to do in business is efficiency. We want maximum outputs. Well, we're starting to see what kind of a cost that has to us as humans and to our lives and to our planet. And we're starting to realize that actually doesn't work so well for us. So what does it mean for us to optimize and not maximize? And so when we start to bring the soul back into the conversation, when we start to bring our humanness into our work, things like self-care start to become important because I realize I can't do my best work as a coach if I am depleted internally. And here's the thing. I don't want to just do my best work anymore. I want to do my soul work, right? Mm. And I think that's true for many of us. And if I hold my business and I hold my coaching, a sacred, another word that we don't use in business very often, but I hold it as sacred, which to me just means something to be respected, revered, and kind of held in some kind of special, precious way, then for me, everything changes. Wow. Well, let's summarize a few things that we've talked about today. Because we started out the conversation talking about how business is the biggest lever for change. And how when we expand our perspective, we can build a better business to be better at what we do. And we talked about what does it mean to be a change maker, not just a coach, but a coach and a change maker. And that we're not just making change for the short term, but we're expanding it beyond the I, me, mind space to, I love how you called this, Jane, the collective we humanity. You gave us two incredible conversation starters with these questions with what does the world need from you now? Like, what's the legacy? Go into that long-term discussion with yourself. And then as you begin to explore that and you have that purpose-driven awareness, then to ask that other question that I love, what did you do once you knew? And to really live into those questions And as a new coach starting out, or if you're just in your early days or any coach going to any level, it's building your business from the inside out so that we don't have to be who we think we should be, that we're not living by the shoulds, uh, but that we're living based on what lies deep within. And another powerful coaching question for that internal exploration is, what does my soul want through my coaching business? I love, Jane, when you shared with us the four steps to awaken the change maker within, and you gave us that invitation. Are we just a coach or are we a coach and a change maker? And just evolving how we talk about that so that we can have that congruence that runs through everything that we do to help you stand out in the marketplace. And then those stats that you gave us, 14 to 1, when we take that bold stand from that deep internal place of of conviction, We got into the beautiful dance of leadership and the role of spirit. And I love when you said you first had a career 
then you had a business, then you had a purpose-driven business, and then a calling. And dare I would say, I'm going to guess that your next thing after that is going to be legacy. Uh, Because that's what's going to happen naturally when you live from this spot. And we talked about not maximizing, but optimizing, not doing our best work, but doing our soul work and holding the work that we do as sacred. Jane, do you have any parting words for our listeners? As coaches, we have the most incredible skill set to guide people into deep transformational change. So I want to just say, don't waste that. If you want to live a meaningful life, if you want to create a business that really impacts people in a deep way, and that doesn't have to be global, it can just be one client, one conversation at a time, then why not consider your role as a change maker? Why not make a commitment to helping your clients achieve that ripple effect that the world really needs? Beautiful. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches. And also a big thank you to Jane for this incredible conversation. You can find out more about her and her work at coachesbusinessschool.com. That's coachesbusinessschool.com. You'll find more links in the show notes as well. Jane, thank you so much for coming to the show. Oh, Melinda, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Making It and Once Upon a Business. Cynthia Lamb produced this episode. I wrote this episode with Mishi Lance. She assembled the episode. Danny Innie is our executive producer, and post-production was by Post Office Sound. If you want to listen to upcoming great episodes on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people.